what's going to be? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, the gateway to new rock and metal music, where we're inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new music and feeling their desire to connect and feel accepted. Oh yeah, and if you guys want a band to connect and feel accepted with and feel ever-present with, this is the one for you. A thank you to BG from Local Band Smokeout for getting us connected with this band. Oh my God, yeah. But before we jump into that, I want to thank sponsors for this podcast. And our sponsorship is from Phoenix Fitness. I got the mug right here. Yeah, look at that, Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know me. I love going to concerts. I love going smashy, smashy, grabby, grabby in the mosh pits. Go, yeah, brother, because that's what I love doing. So in order to do that, I love to do that every step of the way. Like start from the first band, from the first song, and go to the last band, last song, never missing out. And so I need to stay mosh pit fit, as I like to say. So I go to the gym a lot to achieve those fitness goals of being mosh pit fit, running a lot, biking a lot, stairmaster, a lot of cardio, a lot of weightlifting, a lot of consistency there. That's what I like to do. But in order to stay mosh pit fit and be in that mode, I need to prepare right and recover right to make sure that I am meeting those goals. And how do I do that? I need to make sure I'm, you know, fueling my body right, preparing it, recovering. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many different products to help you prepare and recover to stay alongside your fitness goals or be mosh pit fit. They have different types of pre-workouts, both sim and sim free. I use the sim free stuff because I've got more than enough energy than ever. I don't need any more. They also have different types of beast of the recovery compounds to help you absorb nutrients after a workout. They also have creatine, different types of protein, whey-based protein, collagen-based protein, plant-based protein. I use their whey chocolate malt stuff because... That's a good flavor, and I like it. They also have different types of multivitamins, and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. Our listeners get 20% off using the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com to stay mosh pit fit. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now our future presentation. Thank you, BG from Local Band Smokeout. Here's our conversation. Stay ever-present with us with Rose Colored World. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, I want to thank a previous guest from maybe just a couple of weeks beforehand, BG from Local Band Smoke Up, because after the show, he said, I want you to check out one band because you might like them, and he mentioned this band called Rose Colored World, I'm like, okay, let's go give him a shot, check it out, he knows me, I love any music that goes smashy, smashy, mosh pit, mosh pit, oh yeah, this one was different, it has much more of a pop, pop punk flavor to it. But there was something different about when I listened to their brand or their most recent song, Spit Me Out. And let's just say after one listen through, it was no doubt that I wanted to bring these two people onto the podcast. So please, please, please welcome Addison and Ray from Rose Colored World to the podcast. So both of you, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. What's up? Hey, happy to be here. Happy to be here. BG, thank you so much for uh, connecting us. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Shout out BG. Woo! So Woo! as of course, you know, we're into 2023. We're already in the major crux of it, as I've been saying for, you know, probably the past like two weeks now. But how are things going for both of you? How are things going for Rose Color World? I mean, how has everything been going for you recently? Because I know we talked about a little bit beforehand about something that happened right before we record this, which is just like, this is awesome. So how have things been? Um, yeah, things have been off to a energetic start to 2023. Um yeah, we're just making a ton of music. Just last week, the podcast you're speaking about, State of the Scene. Yeah, State of the Scene tweeted us and uh, about like five days ago. And they said, laugh my ass off. This band is going to be huge. And within like 24 hours, we had like 100,000 uh, views and a bunch of people retweeting and a bunch of new fans. And it's just been 
uh, such a blessing to see people really dig the music. Yeah, and we discovered the power of a tweet. Yeah, for the first time. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden it was like zzz, I thought my phone was broken. I was like, oh, this is I guess what it feels like. <laughs> So it feels like to have a moment where all of a sudden it's just, what's going right? Why is my phone going off? Did it's yeah. either it's either something horrible happened where everyone's trying to get in contact with me, or oh wait, this is something absolutely awesome. Right. Yes. <laughs> so that was a definitely a win. We have a new single coming out on the twenty fourth called Bloodbath. Um, we wrote it with the guys in Fame on Fire. If you're familiar with them. Um, so we have the same management, and we just organically, you know, started. Mm -hmm becoming friends and making music. So uh, we co-wrote it with Blake from Fame and Paul uh, from Fame mixed and mastered it. So yeah, getting excited, man. We're shooting the video for that uh, this Sunday. And yeah, we're super excited. Yeah. Oh boy, more music coming out from the both of you and also has a conjunction with Fame on Fire in there because I do know Fame on Fire. I actually had Brian on the podcast. This was like back in September, I think, of 2021. I still owe him a beer, though, because I've seen him perform maybe, I want to say, two or three times since then. And every time I run into him, it's like, nope, he's got a show the next day. I can't act. He's like, I'm not drinking. I'm like, damn, I miss you at every fucking <laughs> opportunity, man. What the hell? But, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. If you guys are kind of under the same management, have that connection, it kind of just comes up organically, especially with what's going on with Fame on Fire recently. Just kind of having that connection around there with them, it allows especially with the new song you're work or about to come out with, or it will be out probably by the time the podcast releases, just a whole nother avenue and a whole nother realm that you have a potential way to go down because just hearing their style as well, you never know what might ideas, you know, come in there, what ideas you might try. And you might find something that just comes as so like with a lot of ferocity and a lot of passion and a lot of power that's uh, spit me out did. You know, you're, you're actually a hundred percent correct with what you just said that and that is what happened right so we had a song um the bones of it and we got up to the bridge and we both were like hey i feel like this needs to get heavy for a sec you know and and before we knew how that was gonna happen um addison just happened to send it to blake from fame and just be like hey brother what do you think of this just because you know i i respect his opinion a lot as a they have the same birthday They're yeah birthday we're birthday twins, twins. <laughs> Shout out Blake. um and so he immediately like the wheel started turning and within you know a few hours he sent us an idea yeah he was like hey what if we just add this line to the chorus this section and then i was like yeah and and build the bridge for us and from there we collaborated um i mean up until the last day that the mix was done paul because paul didn't just do uh what traditional mixers do you know they take your stems and they mix it uh to make it sound bigger more low end better right like the mm -hmm. last notoriously it's like the last 10 to 15 percent right of the record a mixer and paul you know changed drum tones then blake wanted to try some other drums it was just a beautiful process that um, there was no ego involved. There was no, and that's how we are yeah, with yeah. creation. We just want the best song. It's yeah. like, if you sing this whole song, great. If I sing, you know what I'm saying? Like if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And um, at the end of the day, we're really proud of how the final product came out. I mean, if you're proud of the way the final product came out, that's going to end up creating this passion that when it does come out or because it'll probably be up, it will be up at the time this podcast releases people be able to tell exactly that that passion was there, that it came through, it was organic, everything flowed really nicely. 
And that's always when it comes to music, especially no matter what music it is, no matter what genre it is, even if it's the heaviest thing ever, if it's the softest thing ever, it's the most ballet thing, whatever it might be. If you can tell that that passion was in there from start to finish, and you can feel that from the artist, from the way the vocals are coming out, the way the instrumentals are produced, so much more of that becomes powerful in our connection to the core of the song, the emotion of the song going forward. So if you are both super duper passionate about the, the product, I mean, who's to say that you know, stay the scene isn't going to retweet this bad boy again. Exactly. And, yeah. and just, you know, reaching more people who might feel these feelings as well, you know, like on a, on a deeper level, other than it like being catchy and it gets stuck in your head and it makes you want to beat some people up or whatever, Um, you know, deeper than that is like, we're all united by having the same human experience in the aspect that we're all humans, you know, we're all suffering from the human condition of feeling lonely and anxious and all of the different themes that we talk about in the music. So it's just the the more people that share it, the more people get to hear it and uh, feel better from it. So it's been a, a cool full circle moment for sure. It's the circle <laughs> of life. I just, to, I just have to add that in there because it's just like, okay, that's just a lot of fun. But now I'm even more curious about this because especially after hearing Spit Me Out and knowing what Fame on Fire has done with that bridge you guys came up with, like, I'm just curious to see how this thing is going to come out because my mind is already spiraling in terms of what this could be like, how this potential fame on fire, just idea could, you know, be thrown in there to really make this just maximize on whatever, you know, whatever precedes it. And then whatever is going to come after it in terms of the song, my mind's already spiraling at this point. I am anxious right now, even though the song will be up by the time this release, I am anxious. And we'll, we'll share it with you after this. I want you to hear it. Um, yes. you know, it was, it was cool because Blake sent it and, and he said to me many times, um, you know, replay it to make it your own, you know, like, and, uh, cause we have different styles of playing, but the part was amazing. I wound up retracking my guitars and I wound up keeping him in cause I wanted to feel, you know, I'm like, I like what this is, right. Cause he was, you know, worried about his intonation or whatever. Cause he was just tracking it wherever. And I was like, if it sounds good, man, I'm I'm fucking keeping it in. You know, it sounds great. Oh yeah, if if it sounds good, keep it in there because another aspect to going forward in your music career as well, you never really know exactly where this idea might influence you even further down the line. I mean, think about all the bands that we love where they have a certain sound, they have a certain style, but then there's a certain song where they just add one little thing in there. And it could be something that is just really interesting that they found really cool or just might really flow and well with the song. But then that also helps them create another aspect of their identity to their sound and really expand on it. I mean, kind of taking a look at what Bad Omens had done with their 2019 album and all of a sudden how it kind of, some of the softer stuff really flowed into the depth of peace of mind and how much mm-hmm. that expanded. So now Bad Omens has... A much more full sound in terms of i mean seeing them you could see them they're going to play the throne and we're all going to throw go throw down but then they're going to play something like just pretend and we're all going to get in the fields at the exact same time and it's funny you say that uh because we're actually working on uh, another song uh that is kind of in that that secondary direction that you're talking to that kind of counters um bloodbath in the aspect of it's called better days and and addison and i uh individually and together we're kind of just going through it in, in October. And it just flowed out. Um, it really flowed out of Ad originally. He picked up the guitar after a conversation uh, with a friend and it, and it flowed out. And then uh, I kind of came up with the second verse with him and the bridge and it, it got brought to life. But yeah, it's like, I think you need that 
uh, every, every band that I've ever loved to go see, it, it hits all the marks, right? I can be angsty, I could throw down, and then I can also like cry with my best friend. Yeah, because we have Spit Me Out, which is, uh, you know, aggressive, high energy. Uh, but like you said, there, I, I think our vocals and songwriting takes us just into traditional pop songwriting uh, with emotion, right? I grew up on Long Island in the pop punk emo scene of taking back Sunday and brand new in my backyard. You know what I mean? So it was like, um, but then we have this song bloodbath and then we have better days, which is really an acoustic record until the end, you know, where the band comes in and um, we just want to make great songs and we love rock music. So it's like, whatever that means, I think, that's what we're going to do, you know? Yeah. And whatever that means too, it's just, it allows you to be able to go and expand on many different ideas, many different varieties as well, because this is always one thing I've thought of too, when it comes to a lot of different bands, when it comes to a lot of different artists, the ones that always end up standing out the most are the ones that can adapt around their core sound, but also create something to the point where it's two things. One, either it's like when you think of a certain genre or subgenre music, it's like, oh, when you think of like thrash metal, your mind automatically is going to like Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer. So it's like yeah. there's a connectivity there. But for a bunch of other bands, it might be just like as similar to the big four from like thrash metal, but don't necessarily hit that mark. It's like, well, because there's nothing that really stands out above them. Or there's the bands that just have that like absolute sound. It's like, you know what this is their core? But it goes all over the place and they can try many different things. And my biggest in my biggest like mindset for that one recently is bring me the horizon. So mm -hmm. if you're able to mm -hmm. do something like that where you have your core sound, you know exactly what it is, but because of the lack of limitations that you've put on your style, your sound, your music, your influences, you're able to create many of these different things. So we can have a higher energy kind of thing for Spit Me Out. When Bloodbath comes out, it can have a much have a, have a much heavier feel to it. But when Better Days comes out, it can have a much softer, more acoustic vibe to it until the grand reveal of, like you said, with the rest of the with the band at the end of the song. It just adds so much to there where we're we're gonna know exactly when we listen to it where that core sound for Rose Color World is coming from, but it's going to allow us to understand the emotions even greater in each and every song so that we can feel that angst, we can feel that energy, we can feel that, you know, let's get up and go do some shit kind of feel. Yes, or then we yes. can get into the real feels where it's just, you know, we're sitting in the car, driving, and all of a sudden tears are run down our face. It's like, you look over and the person next to you driving, you're like, I'm not crying, man, you're crying. <laughs> totally, dude. I mean, and, and we love such a wide variety of mute like you know watching we could be in bed and just be watching like a red hot chili peppers live thing or cold play and then you know go to the used and my cam and or green day and i think like i said i just keep going back i've always said this i'm just a song guy you know we're song people so yeah yeah foo fighters i mean obviously legendary too but Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, when you're, if you're someone that just really connects with many different songs and it could be from, you know, if you like a certain genre and that's it, I mean, I get it. That's fine. I yeah, still that's fine too. Horizons. Yeah. But if you're connecting with many different songs within that, I mean, you're going to start to see some different influences come in and then you might expand out even more if with what you're saying, when it comes to, you're just really into just the song itself, where it allows you to enjoy so many different other ideas and so many different other influences from ours, where you get those inspirations to the point where the music of Rose Color World can have such a dynamic feel to it, where everyone has a chance to potentially get into it, but also understand where the band is coming from, from its absolute core. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I, th I think that's really important to 
have and not be one dimensional for me, you know, for us. Um, there's bands that stay in their lane that I love, you know, that have mm-hmm. put out great, like Simple Plan is one of my all time favorite bands since I'm in high school. And there was a moment there when rock wasn't in that they kind of tried to do the more pop stuff, but like Newfound Glory, you know, they've mm-hmm. been consistent on who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think for some people, that's that's what it is, you know? Um, and that's great because it's not like they're writing the same song over and over again either, you know, which is almost like more challenging, you know, doing it their way, having 10 records of pop punk, essentially. Yeah, 10 records like pop punk freshmen too, but even from like Newfound Glory because they did like three separate albums. They just did covers of like random like sh- songs from TVs and movies. Kiss and Me was, that one was great. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I think the best one they ever did was from that was their cover of "This Is Me" from The Greatest Showman. I like. I listen. Like they should literally from that movie take out what they did originally and just have the newfound glory version of it put in there, and it would be. I don't think I heard look. that one. Did you it is, that cover? I'm not sure I have either. It is. I gotta done check that out. So well, it is. It, I I read the first time I listened. I'm like, why does it sound like this should have just been their song the whole time? Like it was <laughs> that great. good. That's classic. Yeah, but it is kind of harder to do that in a sense because you have it's like if you're gonna st- if you want to stay in that same lane, I mean, go for it. If that's what you want to do, but I do understand what you're saying. From it can be harder because if you're trying to make good, consistent music while staying in that lane, like kind of like Newfound Glory likes to plan, or like Blink One Eighty Two, it's just it it's kind of hard to you know keep keeping it fresh when you're kind of staying in that same lane. But bands that can do it, I mean, yeah, their absolute success is at it. But from your standpoint, because you have all these different interests and have all these different influences coming in in music, you want to be able to branch out and expand and try new things without feeling like you have to stay stuck in that similar path all the time. I think we've tried that at some point early on uh, when we were discovering our sound. It's like, okay, this one song works. Let's make a few more like it, you know? And now for us, it just kind of felt like we were being put, putting ourselves in this hole for no reason. It's like, well, maybe today I'm inspired by this, you know, let's just make a great song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a book. um, I can't remember the author, but the name is how to steal like an artist. And um, I've read it a few, few times. And there's a whole chapter in there that talks about like, you know, say you're uh, obsessed with bring me the horizon, right? It's all you Mm -hmm. listen to whatever, um, and then you go to make a song and you go, I'm going to make something exactly like bring me the horizon. Right. Well, that's stealing. That's like straight up plagiarism. Like, I don't, I don't kind of fuck with that. Great. You want to be inspired by it. Amazing. But just like a good research paper, right. You have three or more reliable resources. So you would, you know, say you like bring me the horizon or with us, we like food fighters and we also mm-hmm. like simple plan. And we also like paramore and we also like, Hailstorm, right? You have all of these different influences in this melting pot of awesomeness. And then you are like, I like the snares from this band. And I I like kind of, you know, the way the melodies do this really fun rhyming thing and this, right? And and now it's research. Now you're creating your your new inventive sound out of all these people that you adore. And, and you'd never know. And you would never know. And you'll, it's you'll maybe get like a feeling of like, oh, that gives me mm-hmm. this bot, right? But um yeah that's been so helpful for us we're like oh that drum i love that drum beat and i'm a nerd like i am a music nerd first and foremost of like uh of geeking out over my peers and people i look up to and people who you know like the numbers thing really doesn't mean anything to me other than the people that it represents but but i love that uh we can consistently be inspired by all these different sounds like we um 
we got to see Sleeping with Sirens and we saw Don Broco open. Have you heard of these guys? Um, oh, yeah. From the UK. And uh, so I had never heard of them. I had never heard of yeah, them. Yeah, we didn't know who they were. And Blake, Game of Fire, um, <laughs> he was on that tour with Garzy. And we ended up going side stage at in the LA show and saw Don Broco. And I remember seeing their stage presence, their songs, the way they're crowd, the crowd. And I was like, holy moly inspiration right i'm not gonna then go and <laughs> write a song to be don broco because there's already that existing but i'm gonna get inspired by yeah it. and we, we something that stood, stood out for us they have a, a song called uh la what is it come out to la come, come out to, to la so and like we just loved yeah. the drum hop that we were feeling there that we saw was giving the crowd the thing you know you see those things and it's always good to you ne- we never want to be the smartest or best in the room because then we're not learning and polishing. And so we we saw what was that band um, that was headlining the Palladium? Okay, one okay, one rock. okay rock. Oh, okay. So they were fame was opening for them and watching their set, one okay rock. They're I mean, from Japan. Chef's kiss, man. Like it was just such a show. You know, and we looked at each other. We're like. All right, it's time to up upgrade the set. You <laughs> but, know what I mean? That's the whole thing, right? It's like constantly being re-inspired, um, and student and teacher consistently with people that we we look up to. So yeah. Oh, I've seen plenty that happen too. I mean, I've seen bands that have come out that have been opening bands on certain tours, and there are other bands that are bigger bands who are like they're still taking inspiration from some of these younger bands and what they're doing mm-hmm. based off of whatever it is. Could be, you know, crowd interaction, could just be energy. I mean, I, I saw that happen. This was back in like tw- early 2022. Uh, Fit for a King was on tour and they were the headliner. It was them, Sound Planet, Hollow Front, and the opener was the uh, band called Avoid. And I absolutely love Avoid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The energy um, that so they have is ridiculous. And. Some- that's producer for Spit Me Out. Hiram works with Yeah, him. yeah. Hiram Hernandez, who produced Spit Me Out, works with a boy. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Okay, that is awesome. Cause I think I think the last time I talked to Benny he did bring up Hiram at some point too. So now that yeah. makes even more full circle. But like it was like watching, hearing like what some of the other bands said, like what Hollow Front had said, what Sound Plan had said about him. It's just like watching that energy. It's and watching how that crowd's like and they got inspired to kind of like, okay, how do we make it so that, you know, within our style, we can bring a little more energy to somewhat match that. It was kind of cool to hear about that. And then the biggest thing I also heard from you guys was, it's not, like you said, how to feel like an artist. It's not directly taking like, oh, I want this to sound like, you know, I want this, this I want to make a song that sounds just like Green Day. I want to make a song that sounds just like Simple Plan. Or I want to make a sound that sounds just like Rise Against. Because then that is straight up ceiling. But if you're going to be inspired by certain aspects of it, where when we listen back to it, it's like, oh, we can tell that this piece of this song might sound like, you know, it reminds us of a feeling we got when we listen to a certain song by a certain artist. But then all of a sudden within the next part of the song, like if we feel that like drum pair in the verse, it's like, I remember feeling something like this. But then also you get to the chorus and it's something completely different. Mm -hmm. You're taking all these different influences from things that you were inspired by, the things you liked. And you put them all together and you mix them up and out came something that was brand new that you created, that you like, that kind of will, if you keep doing that, eventually what's going to happen after like four or five songs, you're going to find out like, okay, there's a core here of something that we have, something that we like that really makes it our own. And you just take it from there and you're able to experiment it from there because you're able to be inspired and influenced by so many different things. And it could come either just when you're listening to something can come in a live show when you're watching a set and you just hear something and you see the reaction of the crowd. It's like, I absolutely love this. I want to have something 
like that for ourselves. I don't want what they're doing, right, 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 but right, I right. want to be inspired by that to make something for us that can do that. Uh, that's exactly right. And also what's been really helpful now, because when we first were um, recording the first batch of songs, um, sorry, first batch of songs, we were in COVID, right? So mm-hmm. we're just writing, writing, writing. And now that in the last year, we played a, a ton of shows. Um, once you're on stage, you know, then you bring that energy home into the studio when you start writing, because now we're like, okay, this, this is going to feel good live. Right. And that starts inspiring the process in a different way, which was really cool. Oh, that is really interesting. Even think about that too, just because always what's going to happen is you're going to feel a song in two different ways every single time, maybe more, but always too, when you hear for the first time in like the recorded setting, whether you're watching the music video, you're just streaming or whatever. And then when you hear it live, because there's many times I've heard songs live and and it's like in per like, just like, you know, my headphones or whatnot. And it's like, you get two completely different feels from them. But if you're inspired to make, and live is always much more powerful emotion because you're right there, you're feeling it as raw as possible. So if you're taking it from the live scene, you're going right into the, like the writing and recording session and you're trying to make sure that you remember that me- mental image, that mental clarity of that energy that you want to put in there and you throw it in there, it's going to most likely come out with that in mind. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because... Also, what I've noticed, and and I'm I'm kind of coining this term of of a digital divide that I see happening with the internet, right? It's it's like you have the the rise of social media, which I think is unbelievable. Like, look at what this tweet did for us this mm-hmm. week, right? Like, I'm not shaming social media whatsoever, but what has started to happen is people who got inspired in the pandemic to kind of pursue music, or it's a more newer thing you know, say now you have 6 million TikTok followers and now you're opening on this huge tour and like that's super sick, but you've never ever stepped on a stage and this is like now your first show, right? That's going to be very different from somebody, you know, like Ad and I to a degree of like, we've cut our teeth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was playing in clubs in Long Island. I I grew up playing in my hometown like every single week. And then together since 2021, middle of 2021, I mean, we were, we did a hundred sets in 2021 with our band, you know? And then going into 2022, it was just like, we hit the ground running, sold out the Troubadour in November. It's like now that we have um, the stage time, we understand, um, you know, how to make that meaningful connection with our audience. And that just takes stage time. I always said there's nothing like stage time. And I really, truly believe that going into this 2023 year. And I think that's what's also kind of kind of helping us. It's like been in our favor is like good songs will always be good songs. Um, And like, there's nothing that can replace that. And uh, obviously a lot of these kids, they're young, you know, people are young, they're, we're all learning. It's not a shaming thing, but there is a divide that I'm seeing happen from the digital, not fully, you know, crossing over. But I want to have that feeling live when I see an artist, a a one can only hope is you see it live and it's, and it's way better than the the recording. But sometimes when it doesn't live up to that, and it's something I have been kind of um, I get mad. He gets mad. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm offended by this. <laughs> uh, you should also know, you know, you don't really know us beyond spit me out, like learning about us. Um, so I'm from New York. She's from Florida. We met uh, the night Tom Petty passed away at a jam session. Um, we started writing for each other. 
uh, we started to become romantically involved. We've been together five years, musically and spiritually. All of those uh, things. <laughs> and, you know, we started this band three years ago. And we've, this last year, we were disciplined with our consistency and deadlines and self-funded, independent, put out five music videos, you know, five songs, uh, went on tour. But what was a beautiful thing that happened to us that I find very interesting, and it was the catalyst to this band's movement was that we got booked at Six Flags for Fright Fest right when we were coming out of COVID, where we put together our whole band that you see today um, through auditions, and we did four sets a night, three nights a week. Sometimes four nights a week. Yeah, and, and, you know, beautiful stage, by the way, you know. um, All on in-ears. Yeah, and we we got, I mean, a thousand real fans from that, right, from that run. And not only that, we did a hundred shows just right there with our band right so once we then left there and entered the kind of the real world yeah, outside the real of, world of, music uh, scene yeah. after covid we were tight you know we were roaring to go i mean we don't the way you get with your band on stage after a hundred shows it's like you breathing. can't buy that yeah. time you know so it was that was amazing that that's so that was yeah it was just incredible for this band I mean, that is incredible. And Ray, I do want to point out when you're talking about that digital divide, that is something I've seen very much start to happen as well. And it's not shaming anybody or shaming social media because social media has attributed a lot to the ability for artists to get discovered, get known, and have those moments where, you know, if if someone that has a prominent following likes your music and just retweets part of your song and whatnot, like stay to the scene and all of a sudden people that are really into the same kind of music that you are creating get to actually, you know, get a taste of it, get a little bit of it. And say, it's kind of like, you know, they're, it's like they're at a bar and the state of the scene is, you know, pouring a beer and says, hey, try this. And they like it. Now they're going to end up going out and buying a six pack of it, a.k.a. going to support the band. But it is a much different thing where that live setting really amplifies a lot differently. Because I think about there's plenty of bands that, you know, I've listened to and I do enjoy listening to them. But going to see them live, there's just something about the live setting where something just doesn't seem all too right, where it's just. I'm just not connecting with it nearly as much. And it's different because when it's that live setting, it's more intimate. It's more raw. The emotions are just right in front of you because you're with a bunch of people. The artists are right there. The music is playing. Everyone's connecting the same level. But if you're not connecting with it as strongly as you are in the, like just listening to it digitally or listening to it, you know, on the radio, headphones, whatever it is, that's okay. I understand that that's going to happen, but it's a lot different when all of a sudden you can connect with the band in such a stronger capacity when it's in a live setting where all of a sudden you're just, you're feeling the energy, you're feeling the passion, you're feeling all that emotion just coming through you. Cause there've been times where I've seen bands where I've gone to see bands live. I've had no clue who they were, or maybe I knew I heard one song once right, before. Right. And then after the show, I'm just sitting there just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the best, you know, uh, do you, do you watch, do you ever go to stand up comedy shows at all? I, I don't, I've been, have I you been, to have too you much. been, I've been to a couple, but I'm always going to concerts way too much. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I get so it. So I always compare it to this, right? So in LA, there's obviously a lot of comedy shows. Mm-hmm. We love comedy and to laugh. And there's there's this difference, right? There's like the comedian that's fresh, uh, that's newer, and maybe not even newer, but but their energy comes out and you're like, there's moments when you're, you realize you're forcing a laugh or you feel a little uncomfortable, a little cringy. And this is not judging, right? This is just Mm -hmm. what the honest emotion that happens. 
And then you have a guy that is, you know, like a seasoned vet. And now you don't know this about either one. Right. And the guy just comes out and you're not thinking about anything. You're crying, laughing. You're screaming at each other, being like, oh, my God. Right. And it also feels like you're in their living. Yeah. And you don't even like it's almost like you forget like when and I I know you've had this happen to you. uh, The fact that you have, you know, the the chord progression podcast. I mean, you love music enough to to be doing this. Right. It's it's transcendent when you Mm -hmm. find when you lock in with something where you're like, wait, I'm even here right now. And this but like I forgot I I have to drink water and like I'm a human like (laughs) exactly like when's the last time and you're like, I hope like you're like, I hope you don't see me because you're going to say some funny shit about me. But the first guy you're like, oh, I kind of want to like go outside. You know, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. I think with with practice and going back to you know, the the whole live aspect, right? There's plenty of artists that we know too who maybe like their dream isn't to tour. Their their dream is to stay in in their life and stay in their space and just be a recording artist. Yeah. And there's nothing because yeah. there is there's a recording aspect and there's the performing there's performing artists recording mm-hmm. artists and and they both take time to you know hone your craft and we and, love and we love a good performing, performing. yeah performing. <laughs> especially not being able to you know we didn't we didn't get to for a year and a half with covid and us being in la and it was like super super mega shut down mm-hmm. i know everyone was feeling it but yo i couldn't even uh, I would try to put on like an old Lala Palooza set or, or, you know, uh, yeah, you were like, I can't watch this. And I, I straight up was like, if you show me this, the fact that I knew not, that wasn't happening at all in the world, I would just go like off the deep end. And I had to kind of, <laughs> you know, write and do other things, go hiking, stay so away from very happy. So we're very That's happy. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry. I'm the exact same. Cause during COVID it's like, Oh, you know, you could just watch a lot. I'm like, it's not the same. I can't yeah. feel it. It's, Mm-hmm. It's different. The only like live streams that I watched was uh, I watched one of the I watched both the Falling in Reverse ones in 2021. But I'm like I'm watching I'm like and I was like I'm ready to go see a live show. But when's the next one? When's one actually gonna happen? And then it, it was like late April that this happened. I got finally got to go to one like a month later, and I'm just like now I'm starting to feel this again. Yeah, this there's nothing like you know being in a club or a theater. No, not at all. Music. Yeah. You know, and everyone's sweating. The and smell of screaming. chemicals when you go in for a load in trying to wipe away the <laughs> sadness from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say for me, it's always just going to those shows. It doesn't matter when it is because I know the day we're shooting this, we're shooting this on a Monday and on a, on the next following Wednesday, it's I'm waking up like super early so I can go do all my stuff for work and get all my stuff done for the day. And then I'm going down to Chicago to see We Came as Romans. I'm just like, I'm ready to go down, throw down for that. They have to come back and wake up at 4.30 in the morning again. I'm just like, okay, I might get like three hours of sleep there. But I always think about just how much do I like this live setting? How much am I impacted by this to the point where no matter what else I have to do the next day, if I have to sacrifice sleep, is it worth going to see this live show no matter what it is? And I always think about it as... If it, I always love just that feeling. I never think about anything else that's going on outside of what is immediately in front of me at those shows, what the band is doing, what I'm doing, what the pit's doing, everything around there. I just get so energized by it. I forget to drink water, even though I'm probably sweating like crazy. It's like, this is awesome. Dude, and then when I leave the show, I always think about this. What am I going to remember in the next week? Am I going to remember staying at home and getting enough sleep so I can go to work in the morning? Or am I going to remember going to this show and having a kick-ass and the emotions that I felt there. And it's always the latter. So yeah. It's, well, it's, we love you because, you know, without people like you, there is no us. Yeah. So 
It's a hundred percent. That's amazing. And I respect that so much because, you know, we're very present people. And I think that's, that's one of the most, um, precious parts of being being alive being a human and and at our shows you know our, our name being rose colored world right it's like when you're in this space when you're there suspended in our 45 minute set or whatever the fuck we get that day you're not thinking about your bills you're not thinking about your bullshit you're not thinking about your car you're not thinking about all of the million humanish things and we're having the same thing right we're not thinking and about we're all suspended shit. in the moment and for you like what you're what you're telling me what i'm gathering is you're like who cares if I am a little sleepy, if this thing is going to like replenish my soul, replenish my mm -hmm. being and carry me through all the other parts of maybe the human shit we don't love, you know? And, and that's why we do it, man. That's, that's really why we do it is because our artists mm -hmm. who have come before us have, have enveloped our souls enough for us to be like, this is kind of the only thing on the planet that I could imagine doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of artists I talk to and they feel the exact same way. It's like they can't see themselves doing anything else because this is what they love. And it gives them such a positivity. It feels like family. It feels like that connection that's there, the emotional connection. You could be having the worst day ever, but as artists, they go up and play shows, you probably do the same thing. If you have a bad day, you go up and play a show. You forget about everything else is going on. Mm -hmm. And of course, all that stuff is still going to be there when you get done. But for those 45 minutes, you get to forget about You get to just forget about it. You get to focus on being in the present. And then when you get off stage, well, you might still have to focus on those other things too afterwards, but at least you're doing it with a much more positive emotion because you just went through something that made you so, so happy more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for us, the practices for all of us, you know, we want to be that present more of the time than not. You know, that's what I know I'm focusing on every day currently of just not getting in my head about this fear about this. Right. And like, just bringing it back to look at the sky right now. Like what's going to make me happy. What's going to give us joy. And because when we're in joy, then the most beautiful things happen around us. So we're just constantly fighting to, you know, be in the calmness, so to speak, uh, more than the, Oh shit. What about this? What, you know, like I'm trying to remain always in the eye of the storm. Yeah. Like growing, I'm from Florida. We got hurricanes all the fucking time and it would be so crazy. Cause you get the first half of the, of the storm. And then the eye would come out and all of the neighbors would come out of their houses and we'd all be like, are you good? How's your roof? Did you lose electric? Right. And we'd all congregate. And when you'd go out, it would almost be like the most beautiful beach day for a second. Cause there's just, there, there in the center, there's no clouds, there's no nothing. And then you, you all go back in, you get the second half of the storm, you know? And it was just, I really feel like I try to suspend myself. And I know Addison is on that say, you know, we, we do this together is we try to suspend ourselves in the eye of the storm. Things are going to blow around us. Things are going to be happening, but to try to continue to keep that calmness and that presentness. So this way we can transmute all the bullshit into art, into song, into like something that's not so shitty. That's a great way to look at it too. And I'm kind of referencing that in my mind right now to when I was listening to Spit Me Out because I kind of did have that moment where I was listening to it and because I always go through every time I'm, I have an artist on the podcast, whether there's a new album coming out or there's a song, whatever most recent song is, I'll always go and like deep dive it so I can get a further understanding of it for myself. And when I was doing it for Spit Me Out. It was one of those moments where I was going through it and it seemed like everything I was thinking was just kind of flowing out when I was writing out my notes on it. But it was something where I was as focused in the present as possible with 
everything else I had to do, whether it was other episodes I still had to record or edit and everything mm. like that. But it's like I was or whatever else I had to do for my full time job or whatever else was going on in life. I was just focused in on that because there was something there of a presence that just drew me in, got me focused mentally on what was going on in the moment, what I was doing in the moment, enjoying where the song was taking me and just riding that wave because, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, I had a bunch of stuff I had to do beforehand, but now I'm in the eye of the storm with this one. It's the calm. I'm being focused. I'm able to enjoy the positivity around there, even though I know once it's done, I have to go back to all the other stuff and have to weather through that. But for that moment, it's just, you get that, you get that present feeling where you get that mental and emotional refresh. Well, that makes that makes me feel just so. Yeah, I'm so happy you're yeah, man. Of, uh, having you be in the present moment ever. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and and like spit me out really did it for me too. And, and the core of it actually was just how the instrumental composition was. That's what what really that's what really brought me in, especially even for someone that loves to go smashy smashy <laughs> for all the music that I like to listen to. But like. There was something that just really drew me into this one. It was, I, I mean, if I just say interesting, that's a way too boring of a word. It's ever present. That's a better way to put it. It was like yeah. an ever present type feel. Yeah. Writing that song with Hiram was awesome. Um, we wrote two, we met him and wrote two songs. This was the second one. So we have another one with him as well right now. Um, yeah. I think just collaborating with, we were so used to doing everything ourselves um, before spit me out that it was nice to work with somebody else um, and it align and it work and feel like we were making something yeah. special all together. And I'm excited to get back in with him. Yeah. Also the, I feel like serendipity follows us kind of frequently. And uh, we had a very serendipitous experience meeting Hiram. Um, so another powerful thing, social media. Uh, we got a message from him on, on the socials and it was like, I love what you're doing. And I think we could make something cool together. And so I'm learning to delegate because we do a million things. So I, I gave him our management's email and said, Hey, you guys set it up, you know, which I never usually do. I'm normally like pick a day, but I'm like, I'm learning to delegate. We went into Hollywood to shoot some content and, and with our friend Chase and as we were on the way there on the corner of Kuwenga, and I don't, can't remember the side street, there was this yellow wall and yellow is like one of our, our colors that, you know, we, we have it throughout our branding and throughout our band. And I saw this yellow and my wall toes. and his toes, <laughs> so epic. And, his toes. <laughs> and I see this yellow wall at the stoplight and I dropped a pin because I was like, this place is sick. When we uh, get done doing this, we should take some photos here. Hours go by, we end up back at the yellow wall and I don't realize that it's connected to a coffee shop like on the on the door on the other side. And we're taking photos in front of it for a few minutes and out walks Hiram Hernandez in real life out of the door and says, hey, it's Hiram. I messaged you like two days ago. You're Rose Color World, right? And I was like, in all of LA, of all the places, of all the, you know, like here he is. So I'm like, what are you doing this, you know, on this date? We locked it in. Um, and yeah, we did two songs that week and they just kind of flew out of us. Okay, that is that is awesome. And honestly, I ever present wasn't even the right word for it. When you said serendipitous, my thought was, yeah, that that is that is probably the best word you could describe with that. And it just and even the story behind kind of connected with Hiram too. I mean, serendipitous, this this song is serendipitous from start to finish. Yeah. Yes, like, yes. It's even inception. So the oh, like end product and then to the state of the scene tweet, like 
I know. Yeah, mind blowing, man. It's, it's blowing our minds too. It's yeah, like, you know, it's been a. And you know, when we put spit me out, out, <laughs> it's funny because that right there was driving me nuts when we were doing like marketing for it. I'm like, how do I say this? He goes, how do we spit say me out? Out, out now, out. you know. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, before we put it out, I, I said this song is going to do a lot for us. And I didn't know what that meant. Right. And I didn't have expectations for that because I didn't want to limit that, but I just knew that it, you know, sounded and felt like something that we didn't, we didn't hit yet. And um, it's proven to be resonating, you know, with a lot of people and um, it's, it's just beautiful. It's really cool because we did, we've been working so hard for so long that as artists, you don't normally get, the love back right and if if and when you do it's it's time in any art right right? actors whatever comedians like we were talking about and um when we we were playing live before spit me out came out live i would we would almost be in tears after shows because we never felt that love back and it's it was starting to happen a few months back right before the new year and it's like overwhelming because you're like you almost expect not expect but you almost like aren't prepared for that to happen as an artist because you're you have to get be so thick-skinned to be like i'm not listening to anybody around me this is what we're doing and we're just going to keep on our schedule keep our focus keep our eyes down and just release the music so then all of us when you're like that you're like cold right because you're like no one's going to fuck this up. We're going to just stay on course. And then when you start feeling that back, it's like, so. It was very overwhelmingly you know? beautiful. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It was overwhelmingly so beautiful. I, I, um, I, I feel the same way, you know, my, and my, it was cool. My mom was in town when we got to do the Troubadour. Um, and so that was super sick. She had never seen me play with a band in my life. Um, she, I, I play keys. So prior to this, that was kind of more of my avenue. And Ray's parents were in a band together. You they were. <laughs> my mom, my mom sang and my dad played drums. And yeah. Ray's dad's a drummer from still, New York. Like I was a drummer first from New York. It, it's like my, so my dad's like, a drummer as well it's yeah. like a whole thing yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's from from years her dad plays in a band to this day called big city dogs right my band in long island that i was like touring with before i moved to la was called big city lights like <laughs> it's just like so we were you know writing together hanging all the things for about six months and um i was like oh my dad has a gig tonight and he's like what's your dad's band called I'm like big city dog. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. And he just I'm looks fucking at me. Here. Like I was just pulling a prank on him. I'm like, what? I'm like, why? He's like, I play drums in a band called Big City Lights. And I'm like, okay. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's been such a serendipitous journey. There's been a lot of struggle, you know, through all the highs and lows. But what's so crazy is is when you have moments like that, it's just moments of confirmation that you're like exactly where you're and, and it to takes be. a lot to be in a working relationship, emotional relationship. We live together. Neither one of us go to jobs, right? So we are here and we we are, you know, and, and it's taken a lot of practice as business partners to um, figure out how to maneuver that. And yeah, we've got it pretty, pretty dialed in now. 
again seren the serendipitous and the serendipity of just everything that's coming out here is just insane and, <laughs> I know, not, and like, trust me i know it's it's crazy <laughs> for us too living it i i really i've been honestly keeping a, a journal um almost every day because i'm so in awe and i'm like one day like if i don't write this down i i won't forget but i i need like actual accounts of of the things that are happening because it's it's just so sick <laughs> Honestly, I should do that too. I should start writing this stuff down because I'm like, oh no, I'm going to remember this as much as possible. I do remember a lot, but the amount of times I potentially could get hit in the head at these concerts, um, something's going to end up getting lost in this shuffle. <laughs> but I mean, just that it's the, I think the key that I'm kind of like even taking away from this is myself is just all of the moments that the two of you have had where everything is just, you've gone through, you know, like I said, the highs, the lows, the left, the rights, the, the massive setbacks, those good pushes forward. But it's when it comes down to it, it's you get those slight moments of just, you know, you're on the right path. The moments of just, this is kind of cool. And just being in that present moment. And oddly enough, I mean, this would spit me out. It all comes through there too. Cause just listening to the song, just thinking back about it. Cause it does have the pop punk flow to it, which is very present in there. But there was a little something else in there. I'm like, it's not as like as fully as energetic as I think it could be. It's not as full force, but what is that thing? And when I was listening to the instruments, I'm like, it sounds like there's this kind of interesting, like very subtle, like indie rock, indie alt music kind of influence in there. And that added to that serendipitous moment because I'm listening through it and I'm listening to all this stuff, you know, just kind of getting in the theme of the song. But I started thinking about my best friend at the same time, too, because he's much more into like the indie side of things, the folk side of things than I am, of course. But it's I thought about like his energy like what he always brings to the table he's always going off doing the most random stuff ever whatever makes him happy whatever he kind of feels like in the moment of course there's going to be things that happen that go good that go bad but it's just always focused on being in the present moment and just enjoying life to the fullest and it's just like oddly enough i'm feeling that really heavily in this song and that's kind of where the serendipitous moment came from because i thought shoot how much have i been influenced by my best friend's actions his personality his confidence in himself all throughout his whole entire life. And it's just like, damn, I'm feeling it in this song just through that. That serendipity is just coming through so damn strong that now I understand exactly why I could not stop writing my thoughts on this song and why it was just flowing out of me when I was going through it. It's because the most connection for being the present was so focused on that serendipitous feel, I couldn't get enough of it. That's awesome. And I mean, but that is also what the song is. Like the feeling I uh told you about you know where we have to keep our head down and just work it's like go ahead and hate me like i don't this is who we are this is what we do this this you know if you love it then that's great and if it if you don't then and, and i hope you're happy with whatever you do like like it's all good yeah and like the follow-up of this of like what a waste of time like living in any other way other than just being here right now you know and like you could try you could right but we're gonna we're going to keep doing us. So go ahead. Sit it's only me going out. to affect like, you. Try right? to, like, you know, and, you know, and with what we've learned with any sort of in, in these spurts that we've gotten online, right. With like a video randomly just going a little bit, right. Like getting pushed out more, mm -hmm. you get haters, right. We never, of course, because the more eyes, then the odds are obviously now there's more hate, but we knew yeah. that by any haters showing up for the first time, we high fives because we're like, well, we yes, this means that it's like being heard. If you hear good every day from like your your fan base, it's like you 
you know that there's haters out there and it has to happen. So like, let's go. Yeah. And on the contrary to that, um, other than, uh, you know, the straggler internet trolls, um, there's been just like a lot of people, obviously we don't know at all in person. And the fact that like, I could not know somebody at all or have a conversation in something that we created out of nothing, like affect someone enough to stop what they're doing write a comment you know what i mean engage in the stuff yeah, follow us should, on other platforms take a look you know at it's this really crazy. youtube video because some of the comments are just so beautiful on there you know what we're i'm doing this right now i just want to see this yeah, yeah, yeah. this is gonna be i've i've never really done this where i've just looked at youtube comments literally in the middle of a uh <laughs> but yeah you'll, up, you'll see they'll be like long paragraphs yeah, if you hit, it's, it's beautiful if you hit top i think there's like top or newest if you hit top you could just see like these long kind of yeah, things that... yeah top comments let's see yeah we've got a couple of the uh longer ones like the oh my Oh God, yes! All the this new emo music and aesthetic is everything the world needs right now. This time we won't let anyone do to us what they did back in the late two thousands. These lyrics are so relatable. Yeah. I'm also trying to find one where it's just like someone just kind of also hating at the same time. Too, oh yeah, see what happens. Oh yeah, oh, they're they're there. They're around. Yeah. Trust me. I like when they just go cringe. Oh, I think we got that yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh I face. mean, you're gonna see that all the time too. It's yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's what I'm saying. It really, I mean, we've had to build ourselves up to have such thick skin. Hey, listen, all press is good press. All right. Am I right? Am I right? There's one I can't read because it's either in Japanese or Korean. So <laughs> that's, I know. I'll take it. That's a good thing, too. I think one of my other favorite ones that I'm seeing here is, uh, oh, God, where was it? It was uh, some about, I, it was like, I saw this song from an, I, I, wow, I found this song from like an ad or something and now I'm addicted to it. I'm like, yep. That has happened a number of times before. And when that happens, it's kind of like, it's such a cool feeling when all of a sudden it's, okay, you're on, you're online, you're on social media. Of course, no one likes to see different like ads pop up. When you see some pop up and it's a song, it's just like kind of catch your attention. Like, wait, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's hard. And and a lot of the comments are are from the ad, right? And it was like, me being a YouTube user, we, we all are. I like, for something to not make you clip click skip ad first of all after five or ten seconds is a lot and then for you to like it and then comment like that takes a lot you know so especially uh, adds more of a youtube user than me like i will go but i have then. premium because i do hate ads yeah <laughs> uh, but i don't know if i've ever maybe once or twice and i have to really think about who i've actually stopped to like comment on something like i'm not really a big person to do that so i mean it's just very flattering when anybody yeah does. it is it is good or bad i'm yeah. like thank you for stopping <laughs> yeah because i think you think myself too when it comes to like ads i've seen like with music pop up i think i can remember two that i've actually stopped and was like wait what's going on here and then listen to the full song and i did not comment on those songs i reached out to the bands i'm like can we talk about this <laughs> right 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 you. nobody loves you <laughs> All right, if I can start sneezing and doing that, I mean, now that's going to be something that can even set the podcast off even Dude, greater. dude, try that next time you sneeze near a friend. <laughs> oh, well, promise is my sneezes are going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be forceful. So I'm going to have to like turn it into like, a yeah, yeah, go into like, you are mine, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's sick. We're gonna. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna turn it into a whole entire like lead into a metalcore breakdown. That's yes. what I'm gonna do. Yeah, mine goes into like musicals, but that's just because 
That's you. I have a really high-pitched voice, I think. <laughs> hey, it works. One last thing before we close this bad boy out. And, of course, you know, we're already into the crux of 2023. You guys said you played 100 shows last year, which is absolutely nuts. What's going to come into the horizon for Rose Colored World for the rest of 2023? And, I mean, you're talking – we talked live settings before, being in the present, that serendipity feel, that just, like, feel of just positivity, always being ever-present. And I've got to feel this, so – what's the what's the outlook like for you know playing live shows because i kind of want to see if you guys are going to come out my way <laughs> what uh what city are you in i'm in milwaukee wisconsin so if you can't give specifics don't give specifics but if you can give generals i'll take the general like i i will say that um you know with the last week in 2023 energy um it's aligning us in a situ you know situations that we've been manifesting and I will say we will be we'll everywhere. Be we'll be touring this year. Yeah. Um, that's what we're, I'm going so we'll to say. We'll see in person and I will have a drink with you. Yes. Yes. Oh boy. Then uh, if, if you're saying that, you might have seen some on the podcast before because my God, I mean, you're going to like where this ends. So as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I was like to do is give my guests, which is both you, Addison and Ray, a chance to say whatever you both want to say, plug wherever you want to plug, promote whatever and promote the end of the podcast. So the floor is yours. Yeah, for me, I think we're just grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for having us. Um, to anyone listening that hasn't heard of our band, we thank you. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, grateful to be here. Thank you for having us on, Kevin. You know, we're grateful to uh, be able to rock and roll. I'd and like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> the music starts while I'm holding my vape pen in my hand. <laughs> Um, no, but all kidding aside, I'm so glad Spit Me Out resonated with you and I'm, I'm glad it's resonating with other people and I can't wait to uh, rip a bunch of shows this year. So hell yeah. Keep that positive ever present serendipitous feel going. So now it's time for me on this podcast with three main things. First things first. I mean, you just listened to us talk with Rose Color World. We heard all three of us talk and we had an absolute blast. You're feeling ever present right now. And you're like, I want to keep feeling this. So how do I keep feeling this? Especially with more new music coming on the way. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the description of this podcast. It's going to say find Rose Color World online in the description. You're going to see a bunch of different labels for where you can find them online social media wise, where you can watch YouTube videos, where you can go and get tickets to see them live, where you can stream music, buy music, download music, and get merch them as well because you want to support this band, right? You're also going to see links right now to a two for those labels and you have to do is click the link and it'll take you right to that platform so you can follow subscribe share listen buy you know attend live shows whatever it is support the band you can make that happen and now what i previously alluded to probably about two minutes ago now it's time for my second thing which is whenever i've guessed in the podcast that i enjoy having on the podcast i tend to make a certain promise and it's a way for me to say thank you for being on the podcast i appreciate you taking the time out of your day on top of that, I would still like to continue to support the band in any way I can going forward. And, I mean, it, it was dead on that you both hit on this. So my promise does not start out with if. If implies possibility that this might not happen. And I say screw that. I say when. When implies this is going to happen. We just don't have a date and time yet. So right. when I get to see Rose Color World perform live for the first time, my promise to you is this. I will look for you. I will pursue you. <laughs> I will find you. I will you. find you. <laughs> and first round's on me. Yes. Yeah, I love that dude. Had to bring that back all the way there. Would you said that like and have a drink of them? Like, oh, either he knows or he's about to find out. <laughs> I, I love it, dude. That's awesome. Perfect. And now, time part number three. 
As we bring it to its full conclusion, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye for two main reasons. One, I've got a promise I have to keep. And two, this was a lot of fun. And I would love, absolutely love to have the both of you back on the podcast once again in the future. Maybe at the end of the year, maybe in 2024, so we can look back and say, man, 2023 was one hell of a year for Rose Color World for the most positive. Let's talk about this shit. So I'd love to have you both back. Yeah, and man. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, so yes, 100%. We will make it happen. So Addison and Ray, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye. I don't not, I don't, I just don't like the finality of it. So I'm going to end no. it by saying, I'll see you later. Yeah. I'll see, see you later. Bye, love. <laughs> well, folks, I'm interview with Addison and Ray from Rose Colored World. And now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So the big thing that I'm taking away from this podcast, and I think you should too, is when Ray was talking about the mindset of being in the eye of the storm, which again, that's like, oh, you know, there's still some problems on the horizons after that because you're only through one half of the storm. But think about how she put it out there where everyone in the world, especially at times, you know, if you're in that eye of the storm, you've gone through the first half of the storm. You've gone through some stuff. You're going through some troubles and you know that you still have more to deal with, but you get that break in between. And when people are in the eye of the storm, they go outside, they go and check on their neighbors. They make sure everything is all good. They make sure that they, anybody that needs help can get help before the second half comes. It's like being in a concert in a way, like she described where, you know, whether you're on stage or whether you're in the crowd, for that moment in time where things are, you know, things might not be going good in life and you're going to have to deal with more of that stuff afterwards. You have to deal with still things are going in your life after those shows. But when you're at those shows, you get to be in the present moment. All the shit in life gets to, you know, go away and you get to just feel like yourself. You get to be yourself and not have anything else holding you back. It's, it's one of the most beautiful feelings and I, it's something that I'm a huge proponent of. And yes, I get those feelings by going smashy, smashy into a mosh pit. You might get those feelings from being right up front in the front row or just vibing in the back or just in the middle of the crowd somewhere. It doesn't matter. All that matters is just, you know, music is going to give you that feeling of just being focused and being in the moment. It's a beautiful thing. And Rose Color, especially with Spit Me Out, they put me in the moment with that one. With their brand new song, Bloodbath, that, that put me in the moment as well. And then the bridge and the breakdown came. I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. So this is a band you're definitely going to want to get into, especially if you like that pop punk kind of style that can go a lot of different directions. I mean, Spit Me Out has a little bit more of this indie flair to it. Bloodbath has a little bit more of this pop flavor to it. But then it gets that, like, you know, like I said, that Fame on Fire treatment for the bridge breakdown, which is oh, so nice. And this band is going to be one that you can connect with ever present all the time. So when it comes to following along with Rose Color World, please go to the description of the podcast where it says find Rose Color World online. Links and labels for all their social medias where you can watch videos, where you can stream their music, where you can find them on tour, where you can buy their merch are down there. So go and do that right now. Also make sure to follow along with the Corporate Rush Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok for your viewing pleasure because you can get all the crazy content for the podcast on there, the short stuff, the fun stuff, the connectivity stuff and Instagram live streams every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central. Hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Hit that follow button if you're on Spotify Podcast, iHario, and Amazon. Thank you very much for being a subscriber and a follower. I really appreciate it because I love doing this stuff. Thank you to Phoenix Fitness for supporting this podcast. Remember, 20% off using code CPP20 at fxfit.com in the description of the podcast. And thank you, Addison Ray from Rose Co. World. Once again, cannot wait to see you live in 2023 at some point. And on that note, that's your free night, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chord Progression Podcast, the gateway to new rock and metal music. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!